Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Hey, parents. You're listening to the Project Parenthood podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nanika Kaur, clinical psychologist and respectful parenting therapist. Each week, I'll introduce you to the same respectful parenting practices that I use to help parents repair and deepen connections with their children. You'll get tips for cultivating more parental self-compassion, more cooperation from your kids, and more joy, peace, and resilience in your relationship with them. In today's episode, I'm talking about helping your children develop the skill of handling their fears and worries. Stick around till the end to hear about a creative way to help your child reframe their worried thoughts. When your child has a brain that's often telling them to anticipate every possible thing that could go wrong, or to be overly cautious in a situation, it can be baffling and overwhelming for parents. You might find yourself feeling very overprotective, impatient, or judgmental because it's hard to understand what your child is feeling or perceiving when they're anxious. You can feel stuck. The whole family held hostage by your child's anxiety. You don't know how to fix it. You often wish for some kind of magic wand that could stop your child's anxiety in its tracks. You might be wondering, why does this even happen? Understanding how anxiety works can help you empathize with your child. And when they register your understanding and empathy, they're more likely to accept your help and your influence. So let's talk about how fear helps humans survive. The human species would not survive without the ability to detect the presence or level of danger and take actions to avoid it. So we've evolved an inner defense system. In the part of the brain that processes emotional experiences, there's a structure called the amygdala. It's always scanning our environment for cues of safety and danger. And if the amygdala concludes that danger is present, it mobilizes all of our body systems to survive the perceived threat, to either fight, run for our life, which is flight, or play dead, which is freeze. When the perceived danger or threat has passed, the logical part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, sends signals to the amygdala to put on the brakes and settle down and the body's system slowly returned to its baseline equilibrium. The thing is, the amygdala doesn't always make accurate assessments and can cause your child's body or yours to mobilize for survival when there is no threat or danger to fear. The interactions of genetics, how your child's brain is wired, their temperament, the parenting behaviors they're raised with, 
and environmental factors like trauma all contribute to your child's sensitivity to or resilience in the face of anxiety. It's important to remember that your child isn't giving you a hard time. They're having a hard time. It's easier to empathize with your anxious child when you understand that anxiety impacts your child's body, their thoughts, behaviors, and feelings. Every child will be impacted in these areas to some degree, but your child could be impacted by one of these areas much more than the other areas. Your child's body may tense, tremble, or sweat. Their heart may race. They may feel lightheaded, nauseous, or have a dry mouth. Their body temperature might change and their pupils might dilate. These are all the body's survival system gearing up for a fight-flight reaction. And when there's no danger, or when fight-flight reactions are inappropriate to the situation, the buildup of that tension in their body is extremely unpleasant for them. Anxious children pay more attention to things that make them anxious than things that make them feel safe or neutral. They also generally find more things threatening. Plus, when a child is anxious, they necessarily hyperfocus on the negative. The human brain has evolved to deal with threats first and put everything else on hold until safety is regained. So it makes sense that your child can't pay attention or talk about anything else but their fear. Their mind is telling them there's a fire and mobilizing them to put it out. But because the fire is imagined rather than real, There's no fight-flight-freeze-action your child could take to make themselves feel safe again. They're stuck in tunnel vision about their fear without being able to make it stop. Thoughts are not always intentional. They can just pop into our heads out of nowhere, whether we want them to or not. And anxious kids might have more anxious thoughts than other kinds of thoughts. Trying to push away thoughts usually has the opposite effect. Your child may spend a lot of time trying to push thoughts away that just come back bigger and stronger. You might see a great deal of avoidance behavior, your child not doing things or doing things in an attempt to stay away from anxiety-triggering things. And this avoidance can grow to include more and more people, places, and things. Anxious kids can have trouble sleeping or have a lot of nightmares. They may undereat or overeat. They may be in constant conflict with family members, excessively clingy, irritable, rigid, or controlling, or have explosive meltdowns. They may not enjoy things they usually would. Your kiddo is struggling. They're not trying to make you miserable. They don't want to feel this bad. So here are some parenting strategies that can reduce anxious behaviors in kids. When your child attempts a new challenge, acknowledge even a partial success and the coping efforts they made to attempt it, even if they couldn't reach the desired outcome. Respond neutrally and calmly to your child's anxious behavior there is no actual emergency. Resist the urge to react with excessive concern or with anger. Manage your own distress and take care not to introduce your own anxieties into the situation. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, They'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. During times of calm connection, work on collaborative problem-solving skills and positive parent-child communication that you can draw upon in the heat of your child's escalated anxious episodes. Use a collaborative and democratic parenting style that makes room for your child's autonomy, rather than an overly controlling, punitive, or permissive style. And here's how you can help your child with anxious feelings in the moment. The first step in making contact with a very worried child is through empathy. Verbally or non-verbally, acknowledge what's going on for them. Let them know you're on their side and that you can see how their anxiousness is interfering with what they want to do. That could sound like, I know this is making you really upset. Or, everything feels like a struggle right now, I hear you. The next step is to reframe the problem as a glitch in their brain functioning. A false alarm telling them there's danger when there isn't. So it's not to be trusted. Invite your child to get angry with or humorously scold their anxiety for bothering them with annoying thoughts and lying to them about all the bad things that could happen. This could help your child learn to dismiss those kinds of worries when they arise. Help them differentiate their lying worry voice from their own thoughts. Next, Help your child do a true-false test on all of their what-ifs of the problem to separate their feelings from the truth. Will every person in your class laugh at you if you raise your hand to answer a question? Will dad forget to pick you up so you have to stay at school all night? When your child is in the heat of an anxiety moment, their body will get amped going into survival mode. You can say in a calm voice, this is a hard moment, but I know we can get through it together. When you're ready, you can try to slow yourself down. If they're really agitated, it may be some time before they're ready to slow down their breathing. It's important to firmly encourage them to do so when they feel ready. Then, help your child move forward. If you weren't anxious right now, what would you want to be doing? Let's start doing that, and then your brain can switch channels and get back to calm thinking. And lastly, Acknowledge how well they used coping skills to get through a tough moment. Praise any even partial behavior they did in the spirit of coping to reinforce their hard work. So how can you tell if this anxiety is a phase or if it's an anxiety problem? It's completely normal in childhood and adolescence to experience anxiety in new social situations, in the dark, when sleeping alone, after nightmares and when dealing with the scrutiny of one peers on social media. But how can you know when your child is suffering from anxiety? When your child is simply experiencing the normal anxiety that comes with things like challenging life experiences or difficult periods of development, their worry seems reasonable. 
You'd expect a child entering a new third grade class in a new city in the middle of a school year to be nervous on the first day, for instance. It's an age-appropriate response. Your child will be responsive to suggestions you might make for feeling calmer or making this day easier for themselves. They understand that they'll have to face this temporary, uncomfortable situation. They'll accept your reassurance and take in the information you give them about what they can expect to happen. Outside of the school setting, they don't display much anxious behavior. And as the school year progresses, the intensity of their anxiety begins to dissipate and they gain some resilience from having weathered a challenging time. It's time to seek help for your child. If they refuse attempts you might make to talk with them about the problem, if they don't seem to understand what's happening to them or how they might work on a solution, or if their distress seems to worsen rather than lessen over time, and none of the help you offer them is actually reducing their worries. This might look like worry and fear that seems developmentally out of sync with their age and disproportionate to the situation, or them becoming overwhelmed or shutting down when you offer suggestions. Reassurance doesn't help. They're distressed about the present and the future. They've begun to worry about more and more and more things and become focused on avoiding the feared thing rather than how or why they might overcome it. And perhaps you're noticing that the anxiety has been interfering with their growth, development, and daily function for over a month. So in that case, what does getting professional treatment look like? Anxiety disorders are the most treatable psychiatric condition, and cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, is the gold standard treatment. It involves challenging anxious thoughts, exposure to feared objects and situations, relaxation techniques, and learning to take control of feelings. Medications can also be used to reduce childhood anxiety and are best used in conjunction with CBT treatment. It's important to remember that beginning, discontinuing, or switching medications should always be done in consultation with a prescriber who has personally evaluated your child. Make sure that in addition to treatment, your child is getting regular and nourishing meals, limiting caffeine, and getting an appropriate amount of sleep each night and physical activity or movement each day. Challenge yourself. Your parenting challenge this week is to collaborate with your child on externalizing that quote-unquote worry voice. Have your child think of a name for their worry voice. Let's say it's Madam Scaredy. Draw a picture of it or make a puppet to represent it. Then you do a role play, acting out the two roles yourself, both Madam Scaredy and your child's real truth-telling voice. Let's call it Brave Sally. You, as Madam Scaredy. Hey Sally, don't forget that swim lessons are really scary. All that water? All that splashing? You gotta tell Mama that you don't want to go. You, as Brave Sally. Oh no you don't. This isn't my voice talking to me. It's you, Madam Scaredy, and I'm not listening. You're so annoying. And you don't even know me. You're just a false alarm. Or, oh, just stop it. My parents wouldn't even let me be in danger, so it's obviously swimming lessons are safe, Madam Scaredy. Do two or three rounds of the worry voice, telling lies, and brave Sally giving that Madam Scaredy worry voice a hilarious hard time. Then, invite your child to join the role play and give them a chance to play the brave voice. For older children, explain that worry is their body's false alarm going off when there isn't anything dangerous to deal with at all, or at least it isn't as threatening as their brain's proverbial spam is telling them it is. For older children, explain that worry is their body's false alarm going off when there isn't anything dangerous to deal with at all, 
or at least it isn't as threatening as their brain's proverbial spam is telling them that it is. Invite them to give their spammy brain voice a funny name and boss back the worry when it tries to trick them. Let them know that the more they correct the spam worry voice, the more their brain gets used to sending alarms when there's something risky happening, and it won't bug them with the little things. Invite them to draw a picture of their spam worry brain and role play with them some bossing back, the spam they get from their brain. Tell teens that they can learn to treat their inner worry talk, their brain overreacting, differently than their rational thoughts, that they don't have to trust it. They can imagine it's a caricature of a bumbling superhero supervillain. They can choose to pay it no respect, give it no authority, and turn down its volume or turn it off entirely. With practice, they can teach the supervillain overreactive part of their brain to calm down more, and they can think more rationally about their abilities and what they can handle. Ask them if they want to practice, and if so, you can role play with them. Then, the next time your teen comes to you with a worry or fear, after acknowledging how hard it can be to have thoughts like that, you can remind them that they can turn down the volume on their inner supervillain. With a young kid, try saying something like, uh-oh, it sounds like Madame Scarity is up to her old tricks again. Well, not this time, pal. Sally's in control here. You tell her, Sally. And see if your child joins you in bossing back their worry voice. Test it out and report back. Your kids need to feel safe coming to you with their worries. So instead of telling your child to just get over it or colluding with them to avoid any kind of discomfort or distress, show them that you're on their side and that you get it. Get the support you need so you don't get overwhelmed by your child's distress and so that you have the bandwidth to help your child realize that things get easier when they deal with the things that cause them anxiety rather than avoid them. I hope that's helpful. You can learn more about my work with parents at www.brooklynparenttherapy.com and on Instagram at BKParents. That's B-K-P-A-R-E-N-T-S. If you have more questions about helping your child with anxiety or any other parenting questions or stories, leave me a message at 646-926-3243 and be sure to let me know if it's okay to use your voice on the show. Or send an email to parenthood at quickanddirtytips.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Project Parenthood on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check you next week. Project Parenthood is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Firebend with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcasting and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Brendan Pika. That's all for this episode. Catch you next week. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system 
bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.